This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Welcome to the show, everyone. Got an interesting show to talk about, so gonna get right down to it. Uh, the news breaking that Manny Machado is likely on his way to Los Angeles with the Dodgers. Uh, you know, we talked about this uh, before uh, with Cam uh, the other night, but it, it uh, bears uh, witness that you know uh, what we talked about last night is the fact that the Dodgers are willing to go all in as opposed to some of the other uh, teams in that division. Uh, you know, uh, Magic Johnson uh, being one of the owners of that group just has a mandate that they need to be in the postseason. And after falling short in the World Series, mainly due to their own analytics uh, backfiring on them, I will still maintain Dodgers probably win that series against the Astros if they don't mess around with their starting rotation by pulling guys too early. But be that as it may, uh, with the injuries the Dodgers had, and the fact that they're getting healthier. You put Machado in that mix, they're automatically winning the NL West. It's a pretty much a lock. Just because that lineup gets that much of a boost at, with uh, Machado sliding in there, most likely at shortstop. So uh, you take out the rotation that they were going with of uh, Kike Hernandez or Chris Taylor rotating in now. Taylor probably shifts to the outfield permanently. Hernandez uh, uh, probably goes into... Uh, second base uh, rotation with Logan Forsythe and uh, and Chase Sutley, but that just ends up being a rot- uh, rotational issue, and it, you keep uh, Justin Turner at uh, third base. But you know, as it stands, it still uh, turns into a massive, massive get for the Dodgers. Now, uh, there's no word on exactly how many players are heading over uh, to this, but. Uh, the, the likely uh, scenario, according to the Athletic uh, uh, subscription I had, is the fact that uh, one of the Dodgers' top prospects, Yusniel Diaz, is going over to uh, the Orioles. Now, the reason why I said I, can't, I couldn't see the Yankees committing to trading for Machado is the fact that, you know, realistically, the Yankees' biggest priority is upgrading the pitching staff, and why would you give up a top uh, prospect when you already have a logjam in that position? And if the Orioles weren't willing to accept a guy like Brandon Jury along 
uh, with uh, some of the other prospects. And if we said Clint Frazier's off the table for Machado, uh, you know, that pretty much is a done deal. Uh, you know, again, I like Clint Frazier. I think it just uh, brings a lot of depth. It's just, you know, it's an interesting uh, way that the uh, Yankees are handling this where they think they can still balance all these players. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the actual haul uh, from Machado ends up being uh, because, uh, you know, with the Yankees not uh, taking the bait uh, with uh, uh, the Orioles, I think this might have actually depressed the trade uh, value uh, for him, but uh, you know he he may not be able uh, he may not uh, they may not be able to get the full value that they uh, would have had. But uh, you know it's uh, it's gonna be uh, interesting once the final uh, prospect tally comes out how much this is gonna cost the Dodgers. But, hey, the Dodgers are committed to uh, uh, winning the World Series this year again. So uh, they had to make a move. Uh, and the fact that, you know, realistically they couldn't trade for more pitchers than they already have, they just got to hope their pitchers uh, can get back uh, healthy. So uh, this is just a case where you load up on hitters and you try to make that run through the NL because the NL, to me, is not that impressive. So adding Machado... That puts uh, uh, the Dodgers pretty much at the forefront of uh, the uh, NL team to be in the playoffs. So uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, a couple of weeks as we uh, uh, play down the stretch of uh, the regular season in MLB. But uh, the dog days of August are coming, and I think the Dodgers made just the biggest get possible to uh, just improve their chances of uh, ending up as the overall top seed in the NL because I just think that that lift you get from Machado is worth another four, uh, four to five wins. And that's, that might just do it in terms of the NL uh, production. Cause I, I think, uh, between the, uh, NL East race with the Braves and Phillies, uh, nipping at each other and, you know, you're not going to uh, see that much separation in the NL central. I think the Dodgers can definitely clean up uh, in the NL West, and it puts the onus back on Arizona. If the Diamondbacks really want to win this division, they're going to have to do something big now uh, in order to uh, match up with the Dodgers, and I'm not sure if they have uh, the fortitude to actually make that kind of move. Also in the news, you have the reports that Kawhi Leonard is on the move to Toronto, which is one of the most interesting things you you can have happen uh, because uh, in terms of destination, uh, the best way I could sum this up is for those of you who watch The Wire, uh, the Spurs are about to McNulty Kawhi because Kawhi wants to go to L.A. He's uh, he's pitched uh, he's uh, he's uh, pitched his sissy fit. He's ducked them multiple times. He's uh, ignored them. And he's gone out of his way to make sure that they uh, know where he wants to go. And the Spurs basically said, yeah, okay, and we're going to do what we're going to do. I, you know, personally don't think that uh, trading for uh, DeMar DeRozan really does anything for the Spurs other than keeps them kind of on the outside periphery of the playoffs 
you're never going to win in the West with uh, DeMar DeRozan too small and easily can be imposed upon in the playoff situation because he struggles to get off his own shot. Maybe the Spurs see something in DeRozan's game where in their system they can make it work. I'm just looking at DeRozan, though, and I'm saying his ten- tendencies to be an ISO player, I don't think the Spurs system can correct that, but uh, this is going to be an interesting mix uh, if this uh, trade finalizes because Toronto is gambling on the fact that even a disinterested Kawhi Leonard is enough to make it through what is now a star-deprived Eastern Conference with LeBron out of the picture. And, you know, it also shows how little confidence Toronto had in beating the Boston Celtics or Philadelphia because uh, their roster played well against those teams uh, and just melted apart once they faced LeBron. But LeBron's gone, so... Really, the uh, the boogeyman's out of the picture, and you're still scared of potential nightmares. So, you know, I, I think it speaks to a lot of uh, uh, fear and panic in Toronto saying that, you know what, uh, we're not even going to try to uh, stretch this out. We're just going to take one big home run swing and hope for the best. Because to me, even with Kawhi, that Toronto team, uh, you know, even if, and it's a big if, they can get into the uh, NBA Finals with a disinterested Kawhi. I don't think it can happen because, to me, I think Kawhi like, tanks it as soon as uh, he gets an opportunity to. Uh, from all accounts, it looks like it's L.A. and he's not even going to show any interest in being a decent teammate. Plus, I think Kawhi also benefits from the Spurs system. And, again, uh, Toronto just fired Dwayne... Casey, so uh, the system's going to change anyway, but Toronto had been primarily an ISO-based offense, so if it's more movement-based, maybe that gives uh, Kawhi more chances to shine, but I think, if anything, this downgrades Kawhi a little bit further on the offensive end. But be that as it may, uh, you know, from my perspective, uh, this just creates an interesting dynamic of Toronto settling to getting to the NBA Finals and being like the Cavs were last year uh, with uh, not having much of an answer for a Western Conference team. You know, maybe that's good enough for Raptors fans, uh, but uh, it's a curious choice to make if I'm Toronto, uh, but I guess it kind of shows where they are in a state as a franchise that they felt the need to just take a home run swing and then rebuild on the fly uh, as needed uh, once uh, Kawhi departs because... I can't see Kawhi Leonard staying. I, I know uh, Paul George staying uh, surprised people, but realistically it was because Paul George couldn't get the money uh, if LeBron was coming to L.A., and that was part of the re- rationale. Uh, Paul George could spend it however he wants, but that was a money play. Kawhi staying in Toronto, I mean, <laughs> I can't see it happening. I just can't see it happening uh because one of the biggest things is the exchange rate, so they can't pay guys. Even if they pay guys to the max, they can't pay the rest of the teammates. It, it's a, it ends up being a, an issue with Canadian-based teams because they don't have the funds the American-based uh, uh, franchises do uh, because of the exchange rate. But uh, be that as it may, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, bring my dad on, so we'll talk a little bit about this, and uh, we'll also uh, have a little discussion on uh, the 
good old co former coach of the New York Giants, Ben McAdoosh, as I call him, uh, rearing his ugly head again, basically ripping the uh, the NFC East, declaring the Giants to be the, his favorite to win the East, even though he got fired, then taking credit for all of the Giants' po- uh, offseason moves, which is utterly bizarre. Uh, as if he he's the one who's suggesting the changes while he was fired. And the fact that he actually says that the defending Super Bowl champions, Eagles, are going to struggle because they've never had success before. Even though they're bringing back uh, pretty much uh, most of their roster, they're going to uh, struggle because they've never had success. You know, if there was a comprehensive reason why he thought they were going to struggle, I might take it seriously. The fact that he just gave a lame-ass radio show caller take. I, You know, I don't even know how these guys get head coaching jobs, to be perfectly honest. Because that, like, hey, look at me kind of uh, interview just reeks of desperation uh, because uh, of a guy who didn't get any coaching gigs uh, in the offseason. But, uh, uh, or uh, get asked to be on television because, uh, as he noted, he needs to improve his bedside manner, and he's as uh, dull as uh, as uh, uh, watching paint dry. So I just don't know what uh, McAdoo's uh, whole agenda is, but whatever it is, it seems to be self-serving. And once again, he seems to have put his foot in his mouth. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit further coming up in a bit. Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Strau have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. So, Callie, uh, basically the Spurs uh, and Raptors are about to complete a trade for Kawhi where uh, the Spurs are going to get DeRozan as part of the package and uh, draft picks. And uh, Toronto, for some reason, actually thinks that uh, pissed off Kawhi Leonard is an upgrade for them in the Eastern Conference. Well, I, I heard that um, because of the, the things always come on the phone, so I heard after last night I was watching that thing with the, that the, the Raptors was the front runner and they wanted to do this. I don't understand Unless they have some kind of, I don't understand nobody trading for Kawhi unless they have some kind of understanding that he is going to see. Because let's say the next trade for Kawhi and he give up for Zingas and, and somebody. Or, or, or let's say, or they just give up the next three push on picks. If you don't know if he's going to stay, what is the point? Because so you're good for one year, 
Yes. Yes, that that is exactly what Toronto's banking on. Toronto is banking on a one-year wonder, hoping that Kawhi and the rest of that roster with Kyle Lowry can make it to the NBA Finals, and then you hope something uh, breaks in their favor that they can actually win the title. They're gambling. They're like, doing a one-year gamble and then going to do a complete like roster what? rebuild. Like what? Kawhi is a good player, but uh, he has never been able to do it by himself. Well, that's that's what that's why I find this trade so perplexing because Toronto essentially was so scared of the Celtics and uh, and Seventy Sixers that they're willing to just throw it all in for this one gamble and then just go through a complete rebuild next year. Yeah, but yeah, but that gamble only good if the Rosen was staying and you add Kawhi to the Rosen and love. You know, oh, believe me, I I, I I completely agree. But th- this is the route that Toronto's going in. So, it, you know, as bizarre as it sounds, it, the Toronto actually thinks that they have a chance of winning the NBA title with this trade. Look, let me tell you something. I thought what the Sixers was offering, because the Sixers would have, yeah, they would. They would have. Tra- they would have traded Sarich and Covington. Right, and they have that pick, which was the, the 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 good thing. The pick that they had was the the thing that, that you know, because that pick could turn into, you know, uh, a high first round pick next year. So yeah, I could understand that because then you adding Kawhi, David and Simmons and and. Uh, yeah, I could understand that because, and I could see Kawhi saying, eh, you know what, LeBron is out of the East, I could stay in the East here, and we could be going to the finals for a couple of years. So maybe you entice him to stay, but I don't, because let me tell you something, if the Lakers look really good next year, this year, if the Lakers look, you know, they're not beating the the Warriors. I don't, I don't even think they're beating the the Rockets. But let's say the Lakers look pretty good, pretty strong this year. Right? They make a run, they play up, they get by a first round. I don't see no way that Kawhi is not going to want to go there because he's going to figure that if he goes, maybe he puts them over the top. Depending on who else they get. So I could understand something like that because the, 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 the thing I don't understand, and you know, I, I, I don't understand, there's not a lot of things I don't understand because I don't understand Kawhi's reasoning either. You have an NBA title already, so you know what it is to have the title. Okay? It's not like you wanted that job. You're not really a young, young man, and you have a serious injury. That's Nobody it. can give him as much money as any way he goes. He needs about $70 million on the table. It doesn't matter who gives you what. You can't give you the money that you're getting if you stay with the school. 
many people, you know, it's, 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 the, only, it's the only thing that the guys can move in. Yeah, and Kelly, what were you saying there? Uh, you, you were saying something about the uh, the family? Well, I just, I'll say it's, it's, the old, it's the old adage with, with, with the old gangster movie. They say, it's business, don't make it personal. Because I don't understand, at his age, having already one of them, why would you leave 80 something million dollars on the table? Because that's the problem when you when you leave your franchise. Yeah, but, nobody can give you as much money. Yeah, it, it, this is why it was so bizarre. I, you know, when I initially started talking about this, and this was back in I think it was March, where I started talking about the weird Kawhi Leonard situation. The reason why I I didn't see him leaving was because of the supermax potential. It's, it's like, why would you? Get, I mean, what Paul George did was basically take the Supermax from uh, Oklahoma City because uh, uh, no one else was going to be able to offer him that money once he does the extension with Oklahoma City in a few years. But, you know, the the issue with Kawhi is he's literally leaving $40 million on the table. And there's no, and there's no guarantee that even if he gets, like, an endorsement deal, which... I'm still skeptical of because part of the issue is Kawhi Leonard doesn't do any commercials. Look, I like Kawhi as a player and everything. But the way Kawhi is, okay, when is the last time you heard Kawhi say something? You know, we watch a lot of TV and stuff. Have you ever seen anything where... Uh, something with the Spurs that you hear Kawhi. Now, most of the Spurs don't do much talking because they're not that type of team. But have you ever heard Kawhi say anything in an interview or whatever? He doesn't talk. He's not that type of guy. So I don't know when people, where people think this, these, these deals are going to just... I hope people realize with endorsements, you actually have to sell stuff. You know, you know, I, 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 the the one the one case that I, I think might have his camp confused is the Marshawn Lynch situation, where Marshawn managed to turn himself into a marketing force by not talking. But Kawhi's not that personality. At least Marshawn made it interesting when he didn't talk. Kawhi just wait, doesn't wait, talk. Wait, wait. Here's the problem you have with Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Never used to talk, but Marshall Lynch was always a character. He was always a character. Like, like, like that thing in the last year with the dancing. Marshall Lynch was always a character. He was an oddball. So you can you, you can work with that. Kawhi just don't do anything. He's invisible. Marshall Lynch was never invisible. You know, that's, you have to give them something to work with. And unless Kawhi just starts scoring 50 points every night, where, where he, 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 he's like, you know, a triple-double every single night or, or whatever, it, it's, it's going to be hard. But what are they going to market? You know, Lynch was a character. Rodman was a character. You know, it's... It, it, you have to give them something to work with. 
That, that's what they don't understand. Martinez is always beast mode. That, you know, he's got what that type of guy. It's not like he didn't need to be talking other than he just didn't used to like to give the interviews. Especially if they rub them the wrong way with with, uh, with, with when he goes to the Super Bowl and, and stuff. That's all. You know, it's not like they didn't need to be talking to people. <laughs> you see? So they 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 getting carried away with, with, with the thing. They, it's not Marshall Lynch. They, they, was, they, they used the character that is Marshall Lynch. so stupid about this though he could have ended up doing a sign and trade by playing this out and then going to but because of his insistence on going to LA he screwed himself in not getting maximum money because again if he if he plays the good soldier he can do the sign and trade get the max money and then the Spurs can figure out a three-team trade to get him to LA and balance out the contracts like the way Kawhi handled this you know, some guys play chess, other guys play checkers, and then there's what uh, Kawhi's doing, which seems to be doing Connect Four, except he keeps uh, he keeps blocking himself. Yeah, well, you, you see, here's the problem. Here's the problem with, with, with Kawhi. The first thing they did is, and this is why I say, I don't know if they're going to ever get that money, because PI is very important, and the, the main thing with Kawhi is making the Spurs, who was one of the more classy organizations, he's trying to make the Spurs look bad. So, I'm not giving you money for you to be tarnishing my image. If, if you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, people are saying, oh, the Spurs misdiagnosed. They don't care about the players. When the Spurs is actually one of the things everybody thinks cares a lot about the players. They try to arrest them got to do this, everything is the team, and, you know, you trying to damage that, because that's what they're doing, you know, that's what they're doing, they didn't they, they do this, and then they, they didn't do this, and they didn't talk to him, and they don't want to do, you trying to make us look bad, so you're screwing with my image, and still want me to pay you, I'm not paying you, I paid you last year, and you didn't give me shit, you know, so that's why the sign of trade would work with the way he did it. Because the first thing they did is try to tear down the Spurs. And I, I, I don't see that. You see, Parker Levin, he, 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 he signed a contract elsewhere. You didn't hear anything. You didn't hear him say that the Spurs say this, you know, they did this, they did this, that. You know, Parker just wants to play more. Yeah. And he knows his time is diminishing and he's bigger with a lesser team, I can get to do that. Yeah, no, that's you know? what that's what the Tony Parker situation is. Plus, he was really close to the assistant coach, Borrego. You know, they developed right. a good rapport. So, yeah, he went with a, a guy who's who he felt comfortable with. That's the only reason why he was going to leave Pop, was to get a little bit more playing time and with someone he trusts. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can figure that out easy without saying, oh, maybe, maybe this first something went wrong, da-da-da-da-da. There's no thing. You 
can do things the right way without trying to... It's, it's like the players who, as soon as they leave, they start bad-mouthing the team, and this one is this, and this one is that. Hey, if I'm on the team you're going to, what do you think I'm thinking? Huh? You know, so it's, 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 we'll see. The other thing I don't understand, unless they were faking a lot of this thing, if, if Kawhi's foot is as bad as they said it was, and this happened, and things, but then the place I would stay is with the Spurs because I'm not sure I can actually play. You know? So I don't know why you leave in there. Because if if anything happens to him in Toronto next year, uh, this year, if he if he breaks down or anything, kiss that big deal goodbye. Nobody's gonna take a chance on that. But but this, 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 again, this is why it, it's like Kawhi's playing Connect Four because he's put himself in a position where he can't get injured because he and his medical team have have treated this as such a precarious position that now any injury he's toast in terms of a mega contract deal. That's why I never that's understood what, his position. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I didn't understand why you didn't just. about the Le'Veon Bell situation is Bell is looking for the contract money that Brandon Cooks got. He wanted that five-year $80 million. And if you're, if you're looking at it from, from that perspective, you know, I, I see where Bell is kind of pissed off because to me, I think uh, uh, if, you, if, if, you, if you talk to NFL people, yeah, they'll say uh, Le'Veon Bell's a better player than Brandon Cooks, but the way the NFL's going with being so pass-happy, you know, those receivers are getting those contracts, and Le'Veon Bell's looking at this saying, well, this is kind of BS, and I should be getting that, ca- that, that contract offer. I think that's where Bell's frustration is, is the fact that oh, yeah, he's better than these players, the but because he's at a running back. The way he's looking at it. The way he's looking at it is not the way it's playing out in the, in, 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 on the field right now. Because like you said, people, look, like uh, 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 who this was listening to yesterday. And they were saying, teams are very satisfied to, to look for the, the Kamaras and the Kareem Hunt in the late rounds. And they, I don't have to pay all this money for for. for, for, for uh, are running back right now. That, that's what a lot of teams are doing. So, so you've got to be careful with that. You know, you've got to be careful. And, you know, like somebody was saying, that Bell, along with other people, just another little time, so that's another thing that works against you. You know? Yeah. So, 
I don't know. It's, it's, look, I, I know it's okay to gamble, but sometimes you really, really got to look at it realistically. You got to look at it realistically because... Because my, 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 my thing was, Le'Veon Bell is uh, basically gambling to get an extra, t- uh, he's uh, he's literally gambling to get an extra, what amounts to an extra $10 million a year. And while I, I know he wants that contract, and yes, he's more worth it than some of these other wide receivers getting those type of contracts... It's still a very big gamble, I, you know. I, I just think it, it's a it's one of those where, you know, anything can go wrong in an NFL season, and you know, sometimes a burden hand is better than uh, getting nothing at all. Yes, because, like I say, you may want to look at it that way, but the way you look at it is not the way it is. That's the problem I have with 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 what what you know they're saying with 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 maybe you know it's just not is it right? No, I still believe you know that the league is not going that way. The league is going the way of throwing the ball down the field. You know, and yes, I know maybe I'm uh, and, and, and all the other things that look, unless teams would rather wait and grab a good running back out of the draft because that way they have him they don't have to pay him that yeah. kind of money yeah, no, that's exactly what the 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 rationale is right now is that yeah, you, you 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 get you get you get the fresh young legs. I mean, it's that's the re- it's the it's the it's the reason why a guy like Demarco Murray is retiring after seven years because he's not getting the money from teams anymore because they're all looking at it as well. We'll give you the veterans minimum, and he's like, well, why would I subject myself to that? I made I made some decent money uh, when I went to the Eagles, but. I'm not, I'm not doing this to myself for nothing. So he retired. Yeah, yeah, you know. As long as you're a guy who has your situation under control, you know, you you made a couple dollars, you didn't waste it, you know, you you you, you did stuff with the money. So now you say, you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Instead of putting my body through this, I'm, I'm going to just take it easy and, and, and enjoy some of this money, you know. So, so yeah, I, I, I can see where, where Fred DeMarco Murray is, 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 is saying that, you know, because he tells us that, you know, it, this is not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like I said, I I hope if y'all get this money, but I I I don't know. Those those two guys. I mean, Kawhi is worse than Levi, you know. Oh uh, well, the Kawhi yeah. situation is uh is just a head scratcher onto itself. So uh, n- nothing yeah. really compares to Kawhi's situation. Wants the money, 
That's what uh, Le'Veon's making on is that some team wants to make a splash and they don't have a top-end quarterback, so they'll have the budget to do it. Th- that's what he's banking on. talk about it but we got to talk about it the the reemergence of uh, Ben McAdoo with his fearless NFL predictions citing that the Giants after making some of the offseason moves that he recommended are gonna win the NFC East Oh, Lewis Riddick ripped him. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was uh, fantastic. Uh, his offseason, his, 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 his comments on the offseason looks just like his, 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 the way he ran the team. That, that he doesn't, he has no idea what he, he's doing or talking about. You know, because, you know, I, I, I you know, like, 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 um, you know, he says, he just wants to be relevant, you know, he just wants to be relevant, so he, he, he's, he's keeping himself in the news, but to me, if you want to keep yourself in the news, I don't know why you want to be being an asshole, you know, because some of his comments is just. It's, it's, it's laughable. You know? Well, yeah, it, it comes across as someone who has sour grapes because uh, uh, he doesn't regret. He says he doesn't regret benching Eli for the likes of Geno Smith. It doesn't sound like he really even has a legitimate explanation for it because, again, you could have played Davis Webb, but it, it, the thing he regrets is his bedside manner. That's not bedside manner. That's just have, actually having class and, and actual gravitas. 
to being able to have tough conversations. That's not bedside manner. Bedside manner is just saying if someone's not feeling great, you, you pick them up. Like uh, what he, you know, again, uh, I kind of agree with Riddick. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's not bedside manner. That's actually having gravitas and having the respect of your players that you can have those tough conversations rather than just barking out uh, what's going to happen. The stupid thing about it is that he says, he says the other day, he says, oh, um, he was surprised with the way the, the players and former teammates, you know, you know, uh, ran to his side. You know, uh, they backed him up. And I'm like, talking about, talking about Eli Manning, the one thing about the man is Satan, Eli, and Eli. How many times have you ever heard people say the Peyton Manning is a father when he is very meticulous about where he wants you to run and, and stuff like that? You hear people talk about that, for the game prep and all this. When have you ever heard anybody say that the man is a uh, the, the the Chargers. That that would be the Chargers. <laughs> well, the, 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 even that thing with the Chargers. Everybody. But everybody knew that AJ the, Smith's a jackass. Everybody comes out on the modern side because the Chargers every year does the same nonsense. With their they rookies. They always stiff their rookies. Rookies not a hold on. And, and everybody says, see, that's why, that's why uh, Anthony wanted them to go there. Look at what, look at what they do. They, they, they managed to screw everything up. So, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not like the managers get a bad name because they did so and so and so and so and so. They, they actually get the, the, Hey, they know what they were doing, kind of a thing. So I don't understand how he thinks that he could have done what he did and come out looking good. Is it surprising you after you did it? But you got to be more, even more stupid than than people thought, you know. So, so this is why I I I think you know I really don't want to hear about Michael because he's actually. He's actually more dumb than I actually thought that I talked initially. Which, according to the thing, I didn't take that part of it. You know? Yeah. Uh, 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 it's, it's, I, this is a guy who's supposed to shut up and still doesn't know it. You know? He actually supposed to, uh, to, to keep quiet. No, no, he thinks he's going to get a TV gig out of this now. Yeah. He, 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 he actually thinks that, that, that he's going to benefit from this. And, and I got news for him. He's not. You know? Yeah. But anyway, Kelly, uh, I'm I'm gonna get uh, moving on. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up another time uh, uh, on yeah. everything. All right, take it easy. Okay, all right. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, for now, we're going to see how the 
Manny Machado situation and the Kawhi Leonard situation develops uh, uh, during uh, the next uh, day or so. Uh, but uh, very uh, fast-paced moving in terms of uh, uh, some of these trades after coming to uh, fruition here because uh, I, I definitely feel as though uh, once these deals close, uh, things are going to get a lot clearer in uh, both MLB and in, on the NBA front. I still have no clue what Toronto's doing. This seems to be an unmitigated disaster waiting to happen, but uh, I, I can't wait to get the popcorn out to see how it all unfolds. So uh, until next time, folks, have a good one. It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll, I'll take Giselle, okay? <laughs> is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.